Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Dot com slash score. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Are you serious? Oh my goodness! Glorious and free! We're storming the 18th green now. They just tackled Adam Hadwin, by the way, who was trying to approach his friend. Security did, not knowing that's exactly who it was. But Canada has a conquering hero. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. And like I talked about on The Zone, we were going to have Gus Arginal on the show today, former Razorback basketball assistant and uh, a guy who has gotten a new job and out on the West Coast, which we're really happy for him. And uh, he had to uh, cancel on us at the last minute. But he is going to be joining us on Thursday. So we look forward to having Coach Coach Gus Arginal. And I uh, made the joke to him. I was like, it's only fitting that uh, he came on our show when he was first hired at Arkansas and has to come on his show uh, when he gets hired at a different job. So we look forward to catching up with him on Thursday, too, and, and diving into that. And also on Wednesday, uh, we tease this on social media, but... Walker Martin is going to be joining us on Wednesday at 3.05. And for those of you who don't know, Walker Martin is one of the most prized pickups for Arkansas when it comes to the high school baseball rankings. He's a top 20 prospect, uh, probably going to get drafted. And if he does, uh, he may be moving on, but he really likes Arkansas. And he's a shortstop that uh, Dave Van Horn has been big on from Colorado. And so he's going to join us to talk about his decision-making and what it will take to keep him at Arkansas, or is it going to be just uh, all Arkansas all the time? So we got a few really good guests that are going to be coming up and joining us uh, throughout this week. Because I'll, I'll admit it, Joe, I did not know much about baseball recruiting. I still don't really. But I heard about this. I met this Walker Martin kid actually on his visit this past year during the football season. And uh, when I saw the recruiting rankings that were put out and seen some of the guys that were listed, and we even talked about it, he was one of those top 20 prospects. So, yeah, I'm sure if you're Dave Van Horn, you're hoping that he can come to campus and make it to campus and play for you for the next three years because that would be a nice little get at that shortstop position. That's always how you go about it for baseball recruiting. You go after the top players, but you realize that there's a chance they go to the MLB draft and they go the minor league route as opposed to going to college. Oh, yeah. And I think uh, with what's going on in college sports and – it's a lot tougher to just jump to major league baseball, uh, maybe what it has been before. Still not saying that it's not the right move or anything, because if you sign a $1.5 million contract, it's hard to say no to. But Well, it's uh, almost about, you You know, we talk about options all the time, but at that point, do you choose to go to college for three years, delaying that you're still going to have to go through the minor league system, mm-hmm. or do you go through the minor league system right away, take the money, and try to get to 
MLB level a lot sooner. Yeah, because that's a decision I couldn't imagine making as a 17, 18-year-old kid. Like, I mean, that's, that's pretty big time. But, uh, like I said, he'll be joining us on Wednesday. So let's talk a little bit more about baseball, basketball, all the side of things with Razorback Sports as we go to the Jones and Sundiamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and welcome in Andrew Hutchinson of bestofarkansawsports.com and friend of the show. And Andrew, as always, man, appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? Doing good. Glad I could uh, pinch it for Coach Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're always uh, stepping up uh, to the game, man. We always appreciate it. And uh, I know that uh, we've talked a lot of recapping of baseball and everything, too, and so we don't really need to, to dive into that. But uh, I will ask you just as far as the recruiting classes for baseball and, and some, maybe some of the transfers that are going on. Uh, we talked a little bit about in texting back and forth. That's a tough thing for any coach to do, but with Arkansas having the number one recruiting class in the country, it seems like it's going to be really tough to try to keep a lot of those guys on uh, staff for being on the team next year. So how do you feel like Dave Van Horn, how do you feel like this class plays out when you have so many prospects that could get drafted, but uh, you're also hoping that they make it to campus if you're Dave Van Horn? <laughs> well, this is where Dave Van Horn really makes his paycheck, if we're being honest. Uh, uh, you could make the case that the actual coaching of the game is probably easier than the roster management when it comes to uh, college baseball, and especially at a program like Arkansas, where you're recruiting these high-caliber high school kids that, you know, like Walker Martin, like Aiden Miller, like some of these other guys are are high-caliber draft prospects, guys that could go pro straight out of high school, uh, but you're also trying to, to balance, you know, who you got coming back, you know, hey, can we convince so-and-so to come back for another year, like a, like a Hunter Holland or, you know, uh, even somebody like a, a Peyton Holt or a Ben McLaughlin, guys that didn't play a whole lot this past year, but they're draft eligible. You know, we remember Charlie Welch a few years ago was the ultimate pinch hitter, never really started much, uh, but still got drafted and signed professionally after one year. So, I mean, you got to balance the bat. You've got to balance, you know, the transfer portal, guys that are leaving, guys that you're trying to bring in from the transfer portal. So, it's, it's going to be really tough, and really, you're probably not going to know what it looks like until maybe mid-July, you know, after the draft. We'll probably kind of have a good idea of, okay, who got drafted, who got drafted where. You know, if a guy gets drafted in the first 10 rounds, you can pretty much say he's going to leave. Uh, I think maybe over the last couple of years, you know, there's been maybe one or two guys that got drafted in the top 10 rounds who ended up, you know, not signing and going to college or coming back to college. Um, if they get drafted rounds 11 through 20, then it's like, okay, are they going to get enough money to say, okay, I'm going to sign professionally, or are they going to, you know, make it to school? Uh, so it's, it's really, really difficult. You know, Arkansas's got, I want to say, 13 top 100 recruits signed in this class, which is just incredible, you know, using perfect games numbers. Uh, last year, I want to say 57% of the top 100 ended up actually making it to school. So, you use that percentage, you're looking at maybe, you know, seven, maybe eight guys make it to campus. If they get that, that would be phenomenal. But even if they only get four or five, that would still be a, a pretty good haul for Arkansas. For Hunter Holland, a guy who will have a decision to make as far as if he's going to go MOB or return to Arkansas, how much of a factor will the surgery that he had play into uh, his next decision? I think it's definitely going to be a factor because it's going to impact, you know, maybe what the pro scouts are willing to pay him. You know, uh, I guess y'all had him on your show last week, and uh, I heard I heard him say like, "Hey, don't be surprised if I come back to, to Arkansas." And I was just like, "Why? That just doesn't make any sense." Like, you know, unless he's just using it as leverage, like, "Hey, you know, pro scouts, I'm actually considering going, you know, coming back to school, so you better pay me more money." Uh, that could be what's at play. And then, you know, a couple of days later, he has a, announces he has the surgery. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe there is something to it. But even with the surgery, he would still be leaving quite a bit of money on the table because you're looking at, you know, if he, I think he's like number 83 on MLB Pipeline's top, top 200 prospects. If he gets drafted in that range, he's looking at like an $800,000 signing bonus. Whereas if you're a senior, and even if you have an incredible year, you're probably, I mean, take back to Carson Shaddy in 2018. He had an incredible senior season for Arkansas, but I think he only got like a $10,000 signing bonus because he had no leverage. They were like, hey, you can't do anything other than sign with us unless you just 
want to quit baseball altogether. Uh, so that's why he got such a low signing bonus. Even a guy like Kevin Cox, who was the best pitcher in America uh, his last year at Arkansas, he was a senior, technically had some leverage because he could have come back to school, but even he got way under slot value for his third-round draft slot. Uh, I think he got like 100 you know, maybe, I can't remember exactly how many, $100,000, whatever it was. Um, but it was still well below the slot value. So that's kind of what's at play here. Even if he falls in the draft because of the surgery and only gets, say, half a million dollars, that's still a whole lot more than ten or $20,000, even if he comes back and pitches lights out next year. Yeah, we know the Hunter Holland thing. That's what we do here on Out of Bounds. We give people money and uh, give them leverage to uh, to get that extra money. That's what uh, we're in the business of here. But, no, you're right, and you're going through it all, and that's what's kind of a crazy but frustrating thing I can imagine for a baseball player because it's almost like you know you go out as a, as a high school kid or as soon as you're draft eligible, you you got to make that jump. I, that, we talk about it where it's like, okay, high school or college, uh, or coming out of high school, high school, college, pros, whatever, you got a decision to make. But then after year three in college, suddenly you have like four different options of how, how you're going to do this. Sometimes it's transferring. It, it's just it's a crazy thing to where you're trying to balance that out. And I don't even know how as a, how, as a player, like, and maybe some, maybe give some examples this year, like who are some guys on this Razorback roster that you feel like have a very important decision to make and uh, it's a lot tougher than maybe what people even realize. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the – the decisions that I think are going to really be the big ones are guys like Peyton Holt, uh, trying to think, uh, Ben McLaughlin, as I said, uh, Zach Morris is a guy that could come back, uh, you know, as a super senior, uh, probably not going to get, you know, too many draft looks because he struggled for most of the year, was was pretty good down the stretch until the regional. Uh, you know, Will McIntyre is another one who, uh, you know, could technically get drafted uh, or come back as a uh, I believe he'd be a fifth-year senior. I can't remember if he would. He might have another year of leverage as well. I'm not 100% sure off that on top of my head. Um, but, you know, that's another one. You know, I've heard some people maybe kick around Caleb Cowley as a guy who could come back. I just don't see it because he was so good for Arkansas. I mean, he hit over 300. Um, you know, take out his really slow start, you know, where he went like 0 for 12 before getting a hit. You know, he he was probably the best hitter, most consistent hitter on the team you know, aside from those first few weeks of the season. So uh, I would see him, you know, getting drafted and signing unless he just really likes college baseball or whatever. But, you know, at least with the other guys I mentioned, I mean, Holt, uh, McIntyre, Morris, those are also in-state kids. And so I feel like there's more of a chance, like a Carson Shaddy I mentioned back in 2018 when he came back. You know, he's a local kid. He, he grew up cheering for the Razorbacks, wants to play for the Razorbacks, wanted to you know, try to win a national title for the Razorbacks. I could see that being a similar thing at play uh, with those other in-state kids uh, when they you know, ultimately make their decision. You know, as we saw it a little bit last year, I mean, Zach Morris is a guy that Dave Van Horn said probably had opportunities to sign last year. You know, he had a pretty big numbers last year, uh, but he ultimately uh, decided to, to come back as a senior. He could make that same decision this year as well. So just some interesting things to kind of keep an eye on, and I'm, I'm really anxious. Hopefully we'll get to hear from Dave Van Horn in a couple of weeks and see kind of where his feelings and thoughts are on, on some of those guys as well because that's going to be a big part of what this roster is going to look like next year. With that number one recruiting class and some of the incoming freshmen, if you will go through some of the players that you expect that they will make it to campus and then some you really don't expect to make it to campus. Well, it's, it's probably easier to say who's probably not going to make it to campus. I think the first one you got to mention is Aiden Miller. Uh, he's the guy that I believe at, at least at one point was like a top five recruit overall in this class, and he's still being uh, projected as a first-round draft pick, probably going to get drafted and make a whole lot of money. We're talking seven-figure signing bonus. Uh, so he's probably not going to make the campus. Uh, it's a bummer because he's a tremendous player. Uh, then you look beyond that. I mean, there's. I mean, I want to say that top 200 draft prospects list, which includes college and high school kids, I think has nine Arkansas signees on it in the top 200. Which I never remember there being that many on there. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Walker Martin already. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Ryder Helfrich, he's a catcher. Uh, boy, would it be nice to get him to campus because you know you could use a, a catcher. That's really, really good. I mean, you've got you know Parker Rowland and Hudson Polk technically could come back, but 
wouldn't you like a guy that could hit over 200 while also being a good catcher behind the plate? So uh, he's a guy to really keep an eye on. Uh, you know, there's several pitchers. You know, Gabe Gackle uh, is a guy. You know, one one to keep an eye on is maybe coming to school is, is Adam Hockman. Uh, he's from Missouri, a lefty. Uh, he's already touched triple digits you know, on the radar gun. Uh, but he recently had, I believe, Tommy John, I want to say before the season. And David Horn has actually mentioned him as a guy like, hey, because he had Tommy John, maybe he decides to come to school, probably isn't able to pitch in 2024, but then the next two years after that, you have this guy that could be a, a big-time arm for you. So maybe he's a guy to maybe keep an eye on that would have a, a legitimate reason to uh, you know, turn down the money and come to school and, and prove that he can come back healthy after that surgery. So either Andrew Hutchinson of Best of Arkansas Sports here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Andrew, I had a conversation with some friends of mine just about pitching this uh, this upcoming season, and we mentioned about Brady Tigert and Hagen Smith uh, getting put on that uh, Team USA training camp, and uh, I got guys like that. It looks like Will McIntyre will be a guy that that comes back from from what I understand, and you got a Gage Wood, and you got a few pieces that are going to be in the mix, and even some guys that may be added in. But how do you feel about the pitching staff going into next season? Can it be better than what it was this past year? Obviously, you know it was really about health, but. What does that pitching staff look like? And maybe are there some guys that uh, moving on, like a Jackson Wiggins, that could end up coming back or does he move on? Just what do you think it looks like next year? Yeah, I think Jackson Wiggins is probably going to move on. I, I've heard that he's still probably going to get a decent draft, you know, top five rounds. And plus, even if he wanted to come back, if he was just dead set on, hey, I want to pitch for the Razorbacks, um, the timeline just really doesn't work out. Because he had Tommy John right before the start of the season. And it's usually a little bit over a year uh, in terms of recovery from that, and it would probably be halfway through the season before he's able to really return. And even then, it's not full strength, and, and who knows what kind of pitcher he would be as he works his way back. Usually you need to be a little bit more further removed from Tommy John where you really return to your former self. So I, I would not count on Jackson Wiggins being back, but that said, if everybody else stays healthy, if you have Hagen Smith, Brady Tiger as a one-two punch in your starting rotation on the weekend. That's pretty good. I mean, that that honestly makes me really excited to see what they could look like next year because those two dudes, Brady Tiger proved, uh, especially in the postseason, that he can be a, a starting pitcher. He's not just a closer. Uh, so you throw him in there with Hagen Smith, and if Hagen can really kind of get to where he's a little bit more efficient, can maybe work six or seven innings instead of five or six, uh, he could be really, really good. I mean, he was the first-team All-SEC selection and is probably in the conversation for pitcher of the year if uh, the LSU guy, his name is escaping me at the moment, Paul Skeens doesn't exist this year. You know, he, he's probably in contention for SEC pitcher of the year. Uh, so having those two guys back, and, you know, Gage Wood can return to his earlier season self. I mean, but we saw this last year with Brady Tiger, you know, was really dominant all year, and then at the very end of the season, he kind of hit that freshman wall. I think that's maybe what happened with Gage Wood. Uh, you know, if some of those other freshmen kind of develop, like a Christian Fouch or a Ben Bybee or Parker Coyle, if some, some of those guys take that next step. Uh, and then if you get some of these freshmen in and maybe add a transfer or two, uh, the pieces are there, you know, with a Will McIntyre, potentially is that course they, you know, pitch like they did the back half of the season, uh, then that's a pretty, pretty good pitching rotation, pretty pitch, solid pitching staff if everybody stays healthy. I think that's what. What killed him this year was the health. I really believe this year's staff could have been special if Wiggins had stayed healthy, Tiger hadn't had to miss time. You know, Cody Frank, that's another guy that's coming back. Uh, Cody Frank in the bullpen. Uh, if all those guys, Dylan Carter, uh, if those guys had all stayed healthy, I think the pitching staff would have looked much, much different this year and been a lot better. One of the best in the country, in my opinion. Andrew, with Grant Nelson making his decision between Arkansas and Bama, what have you heard about the visit and how that went with Grant Nelson visiting Arkansas? I mean, I've probably heard what everybody else has heard, that it was a really good visit, and now we're just kind of in wait-and-see mode. I've, I've kind of I've reached the point of where it is with some recruits where I'm just like, man, I'm just ready for a decision to be made because, you know, who really knows what's going to happen at this point? I mean, he's probably back home with his family in North Dakota, and what else is there to do in North Dakota but – think about what your future is going to be and uh, hopefully we'll be hearing a decision sooner rather than later and uh, they can kind of put the finishing touches on this roster for for Arkansas because with or without him they've got a really talented roster but if you add him to the mix 
uh, then you you know ramp up the expectations once again going into a season. Uh, hopefully, but hopefully we just get answers. You know, first and foremost. Well, and that's the funny thing that we had somebody uh, text in earlier in the show. They're like, why do people feel like the longer it gets drawn out, the better it is for Arkansas? Is that something that you feel like, or is there anything to that? Like, Why is it getting drawn out to where it's like, oh, it's Saturday or Monday, or Sunday or Monday, and it ends up being neither. Now it's going to be tomorrow, maybe. We don't know. Is that good or bad for anybody, or is it just some kid that's trying to make a decision and needs as much time as possible? I really think it's just some kid trying to make his decision. I mean, this is a huge decision for him. I mean, he's he has the goal of playing in the NBA, and you know, Alabama and Arkansas both probably offer him a really good opportunity to do that. Uh, a whole heck of a lot more than North Dakota State. So, I, I really don't. I wouldn't put too much stock into how long the decision is taking. Um, but then again, you know, typically when things get drawn out, if you're an Arkansas fan, you're used to things going uh, badly when they can. Uh, you know, everyone thought Ron Holland was going to be a hog, uh, myself included, at one point. And it, it just got, got drawn out, drawn out, drawn out, and boom, you know, he goes to the G League. And I don't, I don't think that's necessarily an option for, uh, you know, Grant Nelson, but, you know, he could go to Alabama and then both, you, have to, you have to face him once or twice next year, uh, which would, you know, really stink if you're Arkansas, considering you thought that, you know, you had a really good chance to get him. So I, I don't know if it really favors one team or the other in terms of you know, how long the, the process is taken. Well, I'm sure whatever the decision is, everyone will be very rational and very even-keeled and even <laughs> level-headed about it, and it won't be a big deal at all. So hopefully we find out here very soon. But Andrew, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. Great stuff. You can follow him on Twitter at NWA Hutch and follow him on all of his work at Best of Arkansas Sports. Enjoy the rest of the week, man, and we'll be catching up with you later down the road. Sounds good. Anytime. All right, appreciate it. Again, that was Andrew Hutchinson joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Take a commercial break and come back with more Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Sports Center. The Arkansas Travelers won their game against the Tulsa Drillers yesterday, 7-4, getting six innings from Emerson Hancock, who allowed just one run. The Travelers went 4-2 in their six games against the Drillers. They'll be back in North Little Rock at Dickey Stevens Park for a six-game homestand against the Corpus Christi Hooks starting tomorrow. Yesterday in Major League Baseball, the Reds beat the Cardinals 4-3 to go to 31-35 on the season, while the Cardinals fell to 27-39. Rookie phenom Ellie De La Cruz went 2-3 for three with two walks in the game. In his first six games, he has a 364 batting average and a 481 on base percentage with one home run and four RBIs. And in the NBA, Denver can win their first NBA Finals in franchise history tonight. Tip for the game is set for 7.30. Coverage can be heard. Join in progress on the buzz starting at 8. TV coverage will be on ABC. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. If you're a lover of the outdoors, be sure to catch Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors Monday evenings at 7 here on 103.7 The Buzz. Ray and co-host Brian Hendricks, outdoor editor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, explore the natural state and much, much more. All the fun is brought to you by Guatney Buick GMC. Ray Tucker's Arkansas Outdoors Monday evenings at 7 here on 103.7 The Buzz. Hey, it's Joey and Ryan right here at Red River Dodge. We've got some huge discounts to tell you about. We're doing it again. 10000 off MSRP on new Ram 1500. And we've got up to $7,000 off new Jeep Gladiator Sport. Up to $5,000 off MSRP on new Jeep Wrangler. We have huge discounts, big selection. We're going to give you the most for your trade. So make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs. Or check us out on the web at RedRiverDodge.com. During the 4th July sales event. If you haven't stopped by Arch Marine lately, you are literally missing the boat. And no boat is complete without a Tahatsu motor. Arch Marine in North Little Rock has them ranging from 3.5 to 140 horsepower. That's Arch Marine in North Little Rock. Take the Levy exit. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. 
And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See Gary Elmore in Lonoak, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Lawrence Forrester in Cabot today. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. <laughs> Hey, this is Trey Johnson with H.J. Trailer Sales in Hot Springs, the number one North Star truck bed dealer in the world. Plus, J&I truck beds, Warner truck beds, and RKI truck beds, winches, brush guards, Kurt, B&W, gooseneck balls, fifth wheel hitches, receiver hitches, along with a full line of WeatherTech accessories. H.J. Trailer Sales, 808 Albert Pike in Hot Springs. Find us on Facebook or online at hjtrailersales.com. If there's an accessory for your truck, we carry it. H.J. Trailer Sales. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Let me just quote the late, great Colonel Sanders, who said, I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. On 103.7 The Buzz. Monday and folks, it's been a couple years since Guadney Chevrolet deployed Deal Team Six, and this time they're armed with a virtual arsenal of rebates, discounts, and finance offers on uh, new models, all in stock, up to seventy-five hundred dollars off. Silverado's in stock with two thousand and nine or newer trade-in. Get two thousand dollars off in stock twenty twenty-three Equinox plus rates on everything new in stock as low as six point nine nine percent. It's all offers, of course, approved with credit. And they're also not only dealing that with the Silverados with 2009 or newer trade-in values, but also 5.9% for 72 months on Silverados when financing with GM and well-qualified buyers. Everything new, as low as 6.99% through GM Financial, and they still got plenty of pre-owned vehicles that are good enough for mom. Plenty of inventory there as well, and it's all at Guatney Chevrolet. So you can find them today at the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. You can shop them online at uh, GuatneyChevrolet.com. If you need the actual address to put it in your phone, you can do that too. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. No matter where it's at, it is Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet and GuatneyChevrolet.com. And, uh, wow, perfectly timed. We have some breaking news here on the show, folks. We have Grand Nelson update. And according to Joe Tipton, as well as others, Grand Nelson has officially committed to the University of Alabama. So he will not be a Razorback, according to sources. So there you have it. I guess there goes that. Pipe dream, too. Missing out on Ron Holland, now missing out on Grant Nelson. Got to be a frustrating thing, but, you know, as it's uh, kind of been laid out with uh, the difference between the two and the situations and the setups and all that, 
Uh, looks like he felt like uh, Alabama was the place for him. So that's where he is going to be taking his talents to Tuscaloosa. So Arkansas has one remaining scholarship, and they may choose to leave it open. And if you do that, then one of the walk-ons could possibly benefit from being on scholarship. That's right. Yeah, we've seen the, that happen before, but we also know that there's still some people in the portal right now. Don't know if it's anybody of note that Arkansas would be interested in or anything like that, but uh, it certainly uh, looks like that uh, you know they're going to have at least some maneuverability around there to try to figure it out. So, Well, the word has been that they're not going to just fill the scholarship just for the purpose of filling it. It would be a player like a Grant Nelson, somebody they feel good about that they want to give that scholarship to. Yeah, I, I think that with what came to light in, in recent days especially, and uh, you know, we, we were discussing it with uh, you know people not only throughout the past week, but also seeing things on social media is the one thing that Nelson really wanted was, of course, uh, playing time and the NIL and the thing that gets ready for the NBA and all that stuff. But also, you know, he, he got sold, for, at least from the reports in his visit to Alabama, that he was going to be the guy. He was going to be the guy that they run the offense through. He was going to be the guy that was uh, going to be, uh, you know, everything kind of teetered around him and adjusted to him where it all runs through him. And I think that just basing it off of some of the reports, that was a huge selling point for him. Where at Arkansas, not to say that uh, he couldn't have had success at university, but you know, was he going to be the guy as soon as he stepped on campus? Well, you got Trevin Brazil that would have something to say about it. You have some other transfers that would have something to say about it too. And so uh, him going to Alabama, that may have been one of the things that really sold the deal for him. So you know, again, it's like. Would you have liked? I would have loved to have seen Grant Nelson at Arkansas for sure. It would have been awesome. But you know, you still got a really good team, and you still got a really good amount of guys that are surrounding him. And uh, I think that uh, it may be something that works out best for everybody involved. Works out best for Nelson being at Bama, and works out best for Arkansas moving on without it. So there you have it. There's the there's the news. He hasn't made it official, by the way. He hasn't come out on social media and said anything. But uh, Joe Tipton and on three and. 24-7 sports, people that are really in the know and really know this stuff, they're, they're the ones that's reporting that he's going to be moving on and taking it to Alabama. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but as it goes, move on. And, yeah, we didn't want him anyways, right? Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that the mentality everyone uh, takes? We didn't want him anyways, moving on from that, something like that. I don't know. But also in some other Razor Egg news that actually just happened, and on a lighter note too, uh, Jordan Weber just signed a new agreement with the University of Arkansas for a three-year contract. Hunter Yerchek just tweeted this one out. And uh, she has, of course, been in the program for quite a few years. And she signed a new three-year agreement. Now, this is what's confusing. I think it may just be a typo because the official statement says uh, that she has an, and signed a new employment agreement that positions her to stay at the helm of the gym backs through the 2028 season. But it goes on to say that the new three-year contract runs from July 1st of 2023 to April 30th of 2026. So the contract, at least, that's been signed there... It's an extension. Yeah, is, is through there for that contract. And then the additional incentive payments will be based on the team's success in, in the SEC and NCAA competition, graduation rate, as well as uh, the recognition of Coach Weaver as conference and or national coach of the year honor. So built in with a lot of incentives to come along with it, too. But she's gonna. She uh, she just finished her fourth season, and they had one of the best years that they've had previously. And she apparently really loves it at Arkansas and wants to stick around and wants to continue to coach the uh, gym backs for the next few years. So good done a them. great job, and they're always continually improving. So that's what you want to see from the coach. The team continues to get better, and she gets rewarded because of that. Yeah, I keep forgetting like. You know just how impactful she is in, in the in the game of gymnastics and everything. But I love at the end of the statement it says a member of the Fierce Five because that's what they were. The United States squad that won uh, gold medals in 2012 or 2012 in the Olympics. Uh, she was also the two-time U.S. All-Around champion in 2011 and 2012. So uh, that's always a good selling point uh, when you're a, a coach of any regard. Is if you're a, a big-time, highly successful player or was when you were. Uh, playing, but also to go into an individual meet, and you're also coaching it at the college level. It's something I'm sure that people are, who are in the recruiting process see that, and that's a huge selling point for them to be able to be coached by Jordan Weaver. Absolutely, because she's somebody that's been at the top of the game, and name recognition goes a long way to 
people that are thinking about going to the next next destination and we see it happen in all sports and this is another case of it with gymnastics yep uh first arkansas bank and trust text line because of course we're talking about the news of grant nelson reportedly going to alabama it seems like a reason we talked about the reasonable and rational type of statements and uh, mike says have a feeling that anthony black and jordan walsh are talking to these guys behind closed doors telling them everything or something about the program and the staff even Hoop Scoop has said that these guys were locks, and he's usually spot on. So sad. Must has turned into Dave Van Horn. Dave Van Horn is nothing but a bad apple for Arkansas, and teaching other coaches being notable is good enough. Him and the high school kid were apparent locks until the end. Have a feeling Anthony Black and Walsh are talking to these guys. I think you just repeated yourself twice, so yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know if that's going on. I don't know what was said. I don't know what... Like, here's the thing. I don't know if that would be them, anybody talking behind closed doors, because they're going on visits to these places. Like, like Grant Nelson came to Arkansas, went on an official visit, uh, and that's not something that after the visit, then, you know, somebody would reach out to him and tell him something negative. I don't think that would be the case, but I think it would be naive to think that there wasn't some sort of uh, negative recruiting into the mix of probably Nate Oates saying, hey, this is what these guys said. You know, they said that... And Jordan Walsh said he was handcuffed at Arkansas. Do you want to be handcuffed at Arkansas? Like, it's all, you know, that type of political game where you're just trying to find any sort of advantage you can have over the other team, too. What do all players want? All players want playing time, and especially if they get in the transfer portal, they're not satisfied with what is currently going on with them, and they want to be able to improve going somewhere else. And then we talk about it quite a bit, that there's no guarantee on playing time at Arkansas. And so Mm -hmm. that's something that... You, you know, um, any school out there can use to negative recruit against Arkansas also that you're going to have to go there and maybe take a chance on being on the bench. Yeah, because if you're a transfer like Grant Nelson, it's like this is your last hurrah. Like, you know, you don't like, oh, okay, well, I, if this year doesn't work out or if it's not what I thought, I could just move on somewhere else. It's like, no, this is your one shot, and you want to be at a place to where uh, you get featured and you uh, – get put in a position to where you can take that next step forward, and you're going to make that decision on where you go based on who is providing you, or at least who is telling you that you'll have that opportunity to do so. And at Arkansas, you know, it's they have a winning formula when they get into March, and they've had a lot of success, and I love Eric Musselman. I, I, you know, he's a great coach and has really taken Arkansas to a whole new level when it comes to the game of basketball. But, you know, there are places that are just going to uh, go along with how they're approaching it and any sort of advantage that they can get in a highly competitive nature like it is in conference recruiting. So, I don't know. I feel like with what he's done, and I'm talking about Muss, what he's done, uh, especially he's about to get four players drafted, that'll be something of note. But who knows? Maybe transfer portal needs to be where uh, he really makes his money at and really uh, continues to hit hot and heavy because those are the guys and those are the teams that seem to have the most success under Eric Musselman, even dating back to when he was at Nevada as well. So, I don't know. They have a mix of both, maybe. Yeah, it's all, always going to be two ways to look at it, and we know that that's part of his philosophy where he looks at players in the transfer p- portal as free agents, and he lo- and le- he looks at uh, high school players like drafted players and new incoming players. I wish I could read some of these tweets, but I can't. Uh, just uh, The FCC will not allow it to be done, but people are, uh, of course, giving their emotional reactions here on a Reaction Monday presented by... Fleet Management Services. So, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, but hey, on to the next one. We are on to Cincinnati, as uh, Bill Belichick once said. We have our final break to take here on Out of Bounds, and on the other side, we'll close up shop with three and out, talk about some headlines, some storylines, some things we didn't get into, and get you ready for Drive Time Sports. All next here on Out of Bounds. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Brewskies is the spot for lunch downtown. Burgers, wings, sandwiches, loaded fries, and healthy options like wraps and salads. Prepared from scratch daily and made hot and fresh to order. Happy hour starts at 11 a.m. and those drink specials go with everything on the menu. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. only at Brewskies. Fellas. 
June is National Men's Health Month, so it's a great time to remind you to take care of your health. I recommend going to Low T Center. It's where I got my levels checked. It's typically completely covered by most health insurances, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an in-office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. That's LowTCenter.com, Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Dr. Rick here. Another sign you're becoming your parents is getting particular about details that don't matter. The craziest thing happened when we got tacos the other day. Was it Wednesday or Thursday we got tacos? I know it wasn't Tuesday because that's when I went to my hairdresser. Shoot, what day was it? See how we all lost interest there? Progressive can't help you from becoming your parents, but we can help you compare rates on home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Whether you own a local business or a global one, you know that these days, generating growth is a challenge. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll not just stay ahead of the curve, you'll move it. With access to experts, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter, locally and globally. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Copyright 2023, Bank of America, N.A. This is Pat Bradley, and I'll be on Morning Mayhem, presented by Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in Benton. It's Alcoa's Summertime Auto Loan Special. Interest rates as low as 2.49%, no payments for 90 days, or 84 months financing. Apply at alcoacommunityfcu.org. User-friendly. It's a term that's thrown around a lot in today's business and tech climate. Hmm, wonder what a user-not-so-friendly world would be like. Okay, so I just enter her employee ID here and... Ha ha. Wrong button again. You are not smart. At the payroll company, our iSolved platform is the user-friendly tech you need for things like a one-click payroll preview and the ability to review and process payroll from any device. You are being too friendly. Yeah, we know. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of weed killer Roundup. Call our weed killer cancer hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup weed killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-725-7193 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-725-7193. 800-725-7193. Join the zone Wednesday at Bell & Sword in Conway for your last-minute Father's Day shopping. Bell & Sword has everything. Belts, cufflinks, wallets, and cool, colorful, happy socks. It's Bell & Sword, 1016 Oak Street in Conway, on Facebook and Instagram. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right. It is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into uh, shout out to Tom Brady. We talk about him being everywhere, which he absolutely is everywhere, and it's so much fun to see uh, some of the new things that he does. But somehow uh, he ended up on Mr. Beast, Beast's, I would say that, uh, his yacht, uh, which for those of you who don't know who Mr. Beast is, he is a very wealthy YouTuber, making a lot of money. But he was out there, and there was a drone out there in the water, takes a football, and throws it over there and knocks the droid out. So, a droid out. So I was like, man, still got it even though he hasn't been uh, playing 
over uh, over the past year. He's still got the cannon on him, so uh, kind of a cool thing to see him uh, doing something like that, but also how cool would it have been hanging out on Mr. Beast's $300 million yacht? Probably a pretty good time. Jacksonville Jags having stadium renovations, which are not set to start here for a couple of years, but they have options as far as playing their home games once those renovations are approved and they get started. One of them is Daytona International Speedway, which is about almost 100 miles south of their current stadium in Jacksonville, and it holds over 100000 for that facility. So that would be well-equipped for the Jags to play games there right away. Now, other sites that are being mentioned, 11,000-seat baseball stadium that is a AAA affiliate for the Miami Marlins and a 9,400-seat stadium at the University of North Florida. Now, to get both those facilities up to par for NFL-ready games, they would look at adding about 20,000 seats, and that would cost about 125 mil at either site. So there's going to be a lot of money spent on renovations, but if they play home games at either one of those sites, it's going to be even more money that they would have to spend. Now, it has been said that they could still play home games at TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville, but that would cost around 190 mil. So now you're kind of weighing the options of you want to pay 190 and still stay at the current stadium that the fans have access to, or do you want to pay 125 and save a little bit of money and play at one of these other sites? So just a little update, too, on that uh, Mr. Beast, Tom Brady YouTube video thing. So it uh, just came across that it's the second most viewed video on in YouTube history over a 24-hour period. 48 million people watched that video in 24 hours. It's the second most. So uh, if you're talking about uh, uh, monetization and everything, I think Mr. Beast probably made a good, really good a big chunk of change when it comes to having Tom Brady on his yacht, so it was all worth it there, too. Uh, also, in some uh, other news as well, uh, there, speaking of yachts, we'll just keep it with the yacht, because apparently that's uh, been in the news, too. There's this wild uh, viral video that's going on about a orca attacking a yacht. And it was one of the craziest videos you'll ever see, and it ends up tearing off part of the rudder with its teeth. It's very terrifying. And, you know, every time I see this and I see an orca have some sort of involved in an attack... I remember I felt like I was cheated, where I grew up watching the movie Free Willy, and I thought that those orcas were like the nicest, like cutest little noises that they made. Like they, they were just really good animals that you would like to have of a pet if you had a big old tank. No, that movie lied. Orcas are very dangerous, and they are very angry all the time, and they will apparently tear the rudder off your yachts. So... I'm still upset that the fact that Free Willy lied to me, but still a really crazy video and a crazy story there. And I don't know how much that yacht costs, but it's not worth as much anymore, but at least it made for a great story. Wayne Gretzky's final NHL jersey, which was in a Rangers jersey, it sold at auction for 715 mil, or I'm sorry, 715,000. And say. so um, this is the third highest selling jersey of all time. And it's only topped by one other of Wayne Gretzky's jerseys, which sold for about twice as much, 1.4 mil. And that was his final jersey in the Oilers jersey. So final game for the Oilers is the top-selling jersey of all time. And this is number three overall, 715,000, his final jersey playing for the New York Rangers. And it's fitting that Wayne Gretzky retired in 1999. So, another video I'm sure a lot of you saw that there were temperatures that were extremely warm in London over the weekend, and they passed 30 degrees Celsius, because, you know, they're on that metric system and everything. Well, it overwhelmed some of the soldiers that took part in a military parade alongside Prince William, and you know how those uh, uh, those English soldiers dress with the big, tall, black, furry hats and, and the red coats and everything? Well, so much so that one of the trombonists passed out. While they kept on playing, and, and you know those soldiers, they 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 don't not supposed to do anything. They're not supposed to move. Uh, they got this guy just laying on the ground while they keep playing. Well, kudos to this soldier because he stood back up somehow, tried to gather himself, and tried to keep on playing. Now, eventually, they had some medical staff go over there, help him out, put him on the uh, little stretcher thing, and get him checked out. He ends up being okay, but 
If that doesn't show you the toughness of those people, he didn't want to stay down. He wanted to get right back up and keep playing. He even remembered where they were at in the song. So shout out to him. Crazy video, but glad he's okay. Jennifer Coolidge, she's 61 years old, and she says that she never had the desire to have kids because she, in her words, I'm very, very immature. I think that's kept me from having children because I'm sort of a child. Maybe if I had kids, I would have had to grow up, but she says that that's something that held her back from having kids because she felt like she was a big kid herself and never wanted to get to that point where she had to grow up. I would be very upset, though, if she never did have a kid and did not name the kid Stifler because it would have to be Stifler's mom. Like You just have to keep rolling with it in the joke, especially since she was made so famous by that. Uh, a family in Los Angeles were cleaning out their parents' basement this past year, and they found at least one million pennies in a crawl space, which is around $10,000. They can't find any takers, though, because banks don't even want them. They don't want a million pennies. And apparently, according to sources that uh, were on the story, they said it was boxes, it was crates, it was dozens of bank bags, all together over a million. They didn't say exactly how old they were, but it looked like it was somewhere in the 80s. And there's no story as to why they were there. But I was trying to think of like, okay, forget the $10,000 and a million pennies, that's great. How much of those things weigh total? Like, how, how much would that weigh? How do you even transport? I don't, I don't even want to know how it got in there, but... They uh, tried to go to Coinstar in the grocery store. Probably wouldn't take them. So uh, they're going to try to find some other means. But still, $10,000 worth of pennies is uh, quite a bit. Well, you can't do it all at one time and in one location. You have to be able to split that up. So there's a way that they can do it. Now, they did put it on OfferUp, and they tried to put it on for twice as much, 25000 But, you know, they, they didn't have any success with that. But also, within that collection somewhere, it's being said that there was a penny, and there have been several pennies that have been auctioned off. There was one from 1943 for over a million dollars, just one single penny. So Hmm. they could add out of these millions of pennies, they could have a few in there if they decided to go through them. But, yeah, they have to be smarter about how they're going to try to turn them over and turn them in because nobody's going to take them all in one spot. Hands probably smell bad, too. (laughs) Kevin Federline, he said that uh, a couple of publications, Daily Mail and The Sun, that they lied when they said that he claimed Britney Spears was doing drugs. He said he never said that, and it saddens our family that Daily Mail and The Sun would fabricate these lies and publish such heartache to our family. We've endured a lot, and along with the trauma of our minor children... It's unacceptable. So he said that they've severed ties with both publications because of it. Stay tuned, folks. Got Draft Time Sports coming up. Crawfish season is finally back at Eat My Catfish. We've got fresh, live crawfish, and all you have to do is just add the fixins. Be sure to come see us or order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local. Eat fresh. Eat my catfish. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why.